Gracious Losers Podcast, episode 67. I'm Paul. And I'm Casey. And uh, I'll tell you, man, what's really fun is that recording remotely yeah. now through Zencaster is that I can uh, not have to ask you every week what episode what we're on. What episode we're on, all right? <laughs> like, what is this? 67? 66? I was, I I was never correct. No, I was, I was always off by like one, one, maybe two. It's pretty so close. Figure, You're in the ballpark. Yeah, you know, uh, I figure we'll... Uh, We'll talk a little bit of NBA. We'll go over some NFL playoff preview. Talk about that last week of the NFL. Uh, but first, buddy, what are you drinking? Uh, today I have something from Single Hill Brewing out of Yakima, and it's actually mm-hmm. we were kind of talking about the last last um, last cast. We were talking about um, Jubilee and winter warmers. This is literally called a winter warmer. So um, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of interesting. It's good. It's tasty. It's called Family Time. Family Time Winter Warmer. Uh, it's so kind know, of malty. It's malty. Yeah, it's got about okay. the same color, a little darker, malty, a uh, little bit of a bitter finish, but it, it's pretty good. It's. Uh, okay. I was originally gonna have this um, block fifteen called uh, Imagine. It's a stout barrel, barrel aged bourbon, barrel aged. Um, but Ooh. then I saw, but then I saw it was fifteen percent, and I was like, maybe, maybe not the best idea for a Monday night to, to to jump into the fifteen percent <laughs> stout. I didn't quite realize that when I brought it down. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, it's, it'll be tasty. I'll try it at some point. Um, what do you got going? Uh, I have a very mediocre at best beer right now. Yeah, um, it's from uh, Austin Brothers Beer Company, which is up in northern Michigan, uh, up north in the UP. Hey, and uh, just above the thumb, if you're familiar with the geography of of Michigan. But that sounds awesome. Just above the thumb, <laughs> just I like that. You know, it's like <laughs> Michigan. Yeah. Mitten, you know? yeah, that makes sense. All right, let's um, do that. Yeah, it's called Mirko Polo. It's their uh, their hazy IPA. It's not great. Um, oh, it's too bad. It's all right. It's uh, there's a lot of sediment in it. Yeah, it's always kind of weird, uh, which is always a little funky. Yeah, uh, but I do have on deck here since I finished this is uh, a beer that both of us have had quite a few times that we both enjoy from our friends at Block Fifteen. Yeah, uh, it's the uh, the juice joint. Oh, very tasty. The, uh, yeah, the dab juice joint. Yeah, so uh, it's always a good one to fall back on. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely uh, happy that's my backup beer. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It's good to finish on that rather than start at, you know finish on the uh, Mirko Polo. Oh, finish, man, finish on a good beer, right? So I gotta tell you, so this is funny. Like it's uh, we were talking a little bit off air about Tavour, where uh, you used to buy beer, and mm-hmm. now I I am hopefully finishing up and yeah. never buying again. Uh, not that I have anything against them, it's just it's very expensive. It's a great um, idea. It's just it's it can be spendy. So there was one that came out today, and I just want to tell you about it because I was super excited I was going to buy it. Uh, it's called Coffee Shop Vibes. Mm, okay. It's from Shared Brewing out in St. Louis, Missouri. It's a Russian Imperial Stout. It's a 13 percenter, which, I mean, it's a lot. But mm-hmm. there's always like a long-winded, like, um, I wouldn't say a description, but like a, this narrative about the beer kind of. like, And it's always sure. like very kind of topical and, and pop culture-y. Uh, and it starts off saying, every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan. Just wait for it. Just let it happen, which is my favorite quote probably ever from Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I saw that. I saw it's a coffee stout. And I was like, mm. dude, I'm going to buy this beer. I'm going to I'm gonna do it. So as I'm scrolling down, I'm like, OK, like, yeah, it's got great ratings. Oh, great. That's yeah, got like a, you know, an untapped score of 4.56. Dang. That's, like, that's like, really oh. high. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm going to yeah. get this beer. I'm super excited. Yeah. How much do you think it is, Casey? Oh, man. Let's play a little. Uh, let's put a little game. <laughs> How much is this beer? It's oh, a- no. So I'm gonna tell you this. It's a yeah. it's a it's a 750 milliliter. So okay. it's a wine bottle. So oh, wine bottle. Okay. Oh man, I feel like if whatever I say, it's gonna be higher than that. I, uh, I'm gonna try to go a little high. Let's say uh, seventy nine dollars. 
Oh, that's really high. That's that's super high. Yeah. Is that way okay? Because I've seen I've seen bottles that high on there. So okay, I I went too high. That's good. That's good. What is it? Thirty six ninety nine. Dang. All right. Well, that's still that's still a lot of money for a, for a bottle of beer. What I got thinking about was like, God, that seems like a lot of money. And then I got looking at a wine bottle I had on my counter, and I was like, that's a lot of beer though. It is. I mean, I like, a wine bottle that size could, you know, you could get pretty decent bottle of wine for what twenty bucks or something well, like that. That size. I'm saying if I'm if I'm spending you know upwards to forty bucks on a bottle of wine, it's going to be a damn good bottle. Sure. Yeah. So I just don't know if this is going to be a damn good beer. It might be. And is any beer worth forty dollars? I don't know. If one is, it might be a a a, a Twin Peaks kind of themed beer. I oh, know. God, it was <laughs> totally apart. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to spend the money. Yeah, that's a hard one to spend uh, it on. It's a hard one to swallow. So. Yeah. Um, before we get into basketball, I think we're going to start with football. Okay, uh, let's do it. Because I'm actually kind of excited about the playoffs, even though my yeah. are out of it. Yeah, there's um, some some exciting teams in there, and you know, there's no Patriots, which is fantastic. I think that's why I'm so excited. It might be because it seems like every year the Patriots are in, are in the playoffs and you're like, well, they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. You know, maybe they'll lose in the Super Bowl. Maybe they won't, but they're probably going to go all the way. And this is the first year the NFL has done the extended sure. uh, playoffs. So only there's seven playoff teams now in each conference. The, only the number one seed gets a bye, yeah. uh, which is Green Bay, who finished 13 and three and Kansas City, who finished 14 and two. Um, so what I figured we'd do is I just break it down like matchup by matchup. I'll tell you the line. Mm hmm. On, on where Vegas has it opened, and we'll see what you think about it. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with the number two seed. Okay. In the NFC. That's the New NFC. Orleans Saints. New Orleans and... Yeah. Um, New Orleans should. They were 12-4. and four. They should have their running backs back, yeah. hopefully. Uh, Kamara might not be back. Really? He's, well, he's on he COVID list, right? Tested, he oh, actually tested positive. Tested oh, well, that's big. So I don't think he'll be there. Yeah. So they're going to have to ride, hopefully, if he's off the COVID list, Lat Murray. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they're playing. Well, they get Michael Thomas back, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's necessarily good. He hasn't really done anything this year, but I mean, a weapon's a weapon, and they get to write a team that's really hot right now. Chicago, yeah, and that's Chicago. They only finished eight and eight. They're the seventh seed. They're the last team to get in, in the NFC. Um, but David Montgomery was a thousand yard rusher this year. Uh, yeah. it seems like he's arrived yeah. finally. Uh, Cole Komet sure looks like he's arriving. Trubisky is not killing him. Yeah. We talked about that last week. Um, well, yeah. And to be fair, when you say they got hot, they did win three of their last four games. But but those wins those, those wins were against Houston, <laughs> Minnesota, and Jacksonville. And then they got thumped by Green Bay that last game. So I would I would argue that Houston and Minnesota are not pushovers. Yeah. Those are harder games. They're they're not good. I teams, think Houston's I think Houston's games. yeah. I, yeah, maybe Minnesota. I don't know about Houston, but yeah. That's Houston scores points though is the thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. They're, they're dangerous that way. Yeah. Um, so what I'd like for you to do, yeah, is guess the line. How many points do you think New Orleans is favored by? Um, let's say five. Way more. Eight Way more. Half. Eight and a half. Eight really? Half. Okay. So wh- where do you see this ending up? Because I think, I-, I think Chicago is a bunch of smoke and mirrors. I agree. I thought maybe a playoff game would be a little closer than eight. Uh, I I, I would I would gather that new orleans would probably win this game pretty handily i think i agree with you that chicago is smoking mirrors but but at the same time chicago has played some teams tough just like you said i mean houston houston's all right and such um i and not having kamara i don't think it's as big of a deal as uh as maybe some other running backs in the league because because murray's is a very capable backup 
but but I could see it being a close game. I, but I think New Orleans is going to win no matter what in this in this one. Yeah, I think I think New Orleans wins this yeah. big. You, you think it's uh, pretty big? I think New Orleans defense is very underrated. Yeah, that's that's fair. They've been really good all season long and really carried what's been a stagnant offense except for Kamara's game. Yeah, through. Yeah, so, and Trubisky uh, isn't known for for playing well against good defenses either. He, I think the, he, he the, tends to do I, fine against the bad ones, but, but can't. Yeah, I think they're going to attack the box. They're going to, they're going to force Trubisky to beat him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think he can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Eight and a half. I think, I, I think saints over. I think, you think over. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. uh, they squeaked out a third seed. Um, they and might be the worst 12 and four team I've ever seen. They have not, not been playing well. That's really at not all. a knock on the Seahawks. That's really just like, like the factual, like they just, they seem to have a lot of holes. Sure. Um, they're 12 and four. They're going to have a home playoff game against division rival, the Rams, uh, 10 and six. Uh, yeah. looks like all indications are that Jared Goff is going to play. Oh, really? Okay. Or try to play with that thumb. Yeah. Um, Boy, the Rams defense looked good against Arizona this sure. last week to get into the playoffs. Uh, the Rams, I think, every almost every season for the last six or seven have beaten the Seahawks yeah. at least once. Uh, what do you think the line is? I, I have to imagine this one's a little closer. But, I mean, Seattle just beat the Rams week 16 by mm-hmm. got 11. Um, uh, let's go with seven. It's less. It's four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. So the Seahawks are favored by four and a half. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you see it? Oh man, this is a tough one. I I think Seattle will probably win this game. Um, I agree. Uh, I I'm not super thrilled with the Rams. I think they're they seem to pull out wins, and and they did have that impressive winning over Arizona. But I I think Seattle probably just has. It's just a better team overall. I, th- I think uh, they tend to do a little better in the playoffs as well. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I guess, I, I, yeah, I just think they're a better team. I don't, I don't love the Rams. There's something about the Rams I just don't like. They seem to squeak out every win. They don't really blow anybody out, but that, that's a testament to their defense more than anything. I think. Yeah. I'm not not a huge Goff fan either. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about yourself? I think the Seahawks win this handily. Yeah. Um, I, I've learned this season to never put money on the Seahawks if mm-hmm. you're giving points because they will, they will screw you every time. Yeah. Uh, but I think as someone who is likely not going to bet on this game at all, yeah, I would say Seattle, uh, giving points, given the four and a half, I think they're a good touchdown better. Sure. Um, mainly just because I don't know how healthy golf is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That, that's a big. That's yeah. a big thing. Your your quarterback needs to be healthy going into the playoffs. Well, yeah, <laughs> turns out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about Warford. I mean, I guess he did all right in, in his in against Arizona, but he did great. Yeah, did he? Given given him, he didn't really. I mean, he never really played. So sure. I mean, Wolford. Given that, right. he he played pretty well. Yeah. Um. So I think the most intriguing matchup in the NFC is the the four five matchup, and that's absolutely yeah. That's the uh, the seven and nine number yeah. four seed home team the washington football team yeah with all the weird adversity they've had all season long i know hosting the tampa bay buccaneers at 11 and 5 uh with uh tom brady yeah uh in his first playoff appearance not as a patriot sure so where do you where do you see the line on this one? Oh, this one has to be pretty big i, I mean I, can we also talk about the fact that maybe at some point we should stop 
uh, putting division winners in the playoffs because I mean, no one in the in the in the, in the East should have gone in. Um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say how about a ten? At seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. So Tampa's favored by seven and a half. What's uh, what's know, your take on this? One? I know I know Washington has has been really hot. They've won five of their seven. Um, and they and at the beginning of the year, it looked like Washington was going to be the worst team in, in the conference. I guess mm-hmm. kind of they were all pretty bad, but. Um, but they really went on that that winning streak, and they're they're healthy. I think Gibson's back, and uh, well, quarterback wise, who, uh, Alex Smith is is playing right. Yep, is, is he? Yeah, he played week seventeen. Um, yep, he looked great. I don't know. That's a tough one. I think I think the Bucks will probably win. Go over that seven and a half. As much as, as as much as I really as much as I would yeah. love. I mean, Washington's defense is great, and if they put pressure on Brady, I I, I could see what you're saying, but. But Tampa Bay has been playing really well against really crappy opponents. But still, so, they've, they've been playing well. And I, I, you know, playoff Brady, I I, I don't know. Do you, do you think, what, you, are you seeing like an upset here? Or? I, I think this has the potential. The potential, yeah. I think it's going to be a really close game. Um, I think Washington's defense is going to put a lot of pressure on Brady. Sure. Uh, Tampa's offensive line's trash. Mm-hmm. Absolute yeah. trash. And I think that people are... As much as people kind of crapped all over Mike Evans this year, not having him in the lineup potentially. That's right. I, I forgot about that, but that might really hurt him. That might hurt him. I, I I think Godwin is has kind of been completely overlooked after. Um, I mean, Godwin had such a great year last year, and, and then and then uh, kind of was banged up this year, and Evans kind of took that number one receiver spot. Mm-hmm. But I, I think people are sleeping in Godwin. I think they'll be all right. I mean, I guess. Especially with Antonio Brown, who's who's looked like a pretty decent receiver for what for what he is now, and in this point at this point in his career, I'm not super worried about Evans being gone as much because they have a ton of weapons. But you're right. I mean, Evans is a great receiver. He's a red zone target. You're right. And touchdown almost every game this year. Him him and Thielen were the two guys who caught touchdowns almost every game. Sure. I mean, maybe you're going to see him try to lean on Gronk a little more. Although I mean he's he's still kind of a shell of his former self, but he can. It's the playoffs, you know. He's still a top, of course, yeah. And and top twelve tight end. So so I Brady mean. so Brady Gronk is still a connection, and you still have Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin, um, and then you have you know the the a few other guys like uh, Justin Watson and uh, Scott Miller, and um, I, I, obviously they're going to miss Evans because he's he's a great receiver, but I, I don't think. I think I think a lot of teams would be lucky to have the receiving core they have, even without Evans. So, oh, certainly, one hundred percent. I just think I think Washington is not going to turn the ball over. Yeah, and they're going to melt the clock, and they're going to let their defense try to win this game. So, and I think they're good enough to do it. I think Chase Young is gonna is gonna absolutely be a nuisance. For he might, yeah, he very well might be. God, they have such great pass rushers. Him and Sweet, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah few other guys there that i can't think of off the top of my head <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be a good I, uh, game i, I hope I it's like closer than that i feel like i'm talking myself into an upset i don't want to do that but sure <laughs> uh let's flip over to the afc the number two seed the buffalo bills uh, yeah nobody uh, circles the wagons like i know bills, 13 <laughs> and three yep. uh and this is i mean this is the best well maybe not the best it, it, it could be the best first round matchup of all of them yeah because uh, i really like indy they're hosting Indianapolis, who is uh-huh. who is peaking yeah, right now. They are uh, at eleven and five. Um, I say that, and then you look at what the Bills did to Miami this week. Miami fighting for a playoff spot. I know, and Buffalo dropped a fifty-eight burger on them. The Bills have been incredible. Um, what's the spread on this game, Casey? 
This has to be a close one. I uh, I'm gonna say uh, two and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Really? Gosh, no Six respect for Indy, huh? Vegas has given no respect to Indianapolis. Wow. Um, I think part of that's because Indianapolis for yeah, I don't want to say three quarters, maybe two thirds of that game just didn't put Jacksonville away last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fair. Bills, the that's Bills fair. just absolutely took a dump all over uh, Miami. And obviously, Miami is the far superior team to Jacksonville. So, yeah, well, yes. um, <laughs> obviously, I I want to say this game will be close. Uh, yeah, it might not be. But huh? to me, the X factor in this whole thing is that I don't trust Philip Rivers in the playoffs. No, that's that's very true. Yeah, and I just don't. I don't. I see him making a really bad mistake at some point. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't, as good as Indianapolis's defense has been, I don't, I don't think they can stop Josh Allen. Yeah. He's been incredible. I, he has, and, he's, got, <laughs> he's got something with Stefan Diggs that yeah. it's, just, it's magic. So, yeah. And that's, that's, uh, I'll take the loss on that one. I was, I was, I've never, I have not been a big Josh <laughs> Allen fan. And at the beginning of this year, I wasn't either. And yeah, well, I didn't I'll, think I'll, he was going to be that good of a runner. No, I, when he came out. I, He's he's just incredible. He's incredible all around, and this team is really good. Um, I, I'm kind of rooting for Buffalo to to go into the Super Bowl. To be honest, I think they're the best team in the AFC. They very well, Kansas City. Yeah, they very well. I, I think I think they, if everything falls their way, and granted, Indianapolis is not an easy first round matchup, but if yeah. everything falls their way, I think Buffalo has a legit shot to win the whole thing. Sure. I'm a big Diggs uh, fan too. I've always I've always really liked Diggs and 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 I've wondered I I wondered why he wasn't as good as I thought he could have been in Minnesota and and, and he's really showing out in Buffalo. He's, he's still good, man. I like. I'll tell sure. you. Like, yeah. I like Tredavious White. Um, yeah. I I I love Gabe Davis, the rookie receiver. I, yeah, he's gonna um, be good. He's gonna be really really yeah. good. Um, Cole Beasley. I mean, he's he's he cut a rap album, so I mean, you know, he's legit. <laughs> Sure. Uh, is that how that works? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But he did. It's it's actually a thing. Um, What's the name of the album? Do you know? I, I don't. Oh man! Come on. My head. I right. know. On on. I know. On, we had, we were talking about him in some context on even odds a couple months ago, and Brandon put as our outro for that episode <laughs> the Cole Beasley like single. Yeah, <laughs> and it was pretty awful. Yeah, not, <laughs> auto- hor- not, not horrible, but just awful. But enough not to be great. Like, like not yeah, you're a, you're a white kid. Yeah, I maybe you it. shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> the autobiography, it's called. Yeah, that's, that's what it's called. That sounds cliche as all get out. I think yeah. maybe that's the name of a song. No, I think that's the album name. Yeah, it's great, huh? <laughs> that's horrible. Um, yeah, I, I got the Bills winning this one. Um, I don't know by six and a half, but I think the Bills are going to win this one. Yeah, sure. I think so too. Um, here's your intriguing matchup. Number three, Pittsburgh at 12 and I four. Think, number six, Cleveland at 11 and sure. five. I think the whole AFC, I think they're all intriguing match, matchups. Yeah. We'll obviously get to the next one next, but this one is really interesting too. Um, well, this one's interesting because Pittsburgh, I wouldn't say they dug Peterson it, but they, they went out there they, sitting all their guys. They definitely sat everybody, but James Connor. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean the the reasoning there is I think they want Cleveland. They want Cleveland in the playoffs. They want yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. I mean, I can't say I blame them. Looking no. at the rest of the field, sure. I think Cleveland's the worst of the bunch. You're probably right. Um, it's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be a good game, especially after that. You know what happened last season with the. You know, obviously the big the Miles Garrett thing and the Mason Rudolph, yeah. who's not gonna be playing, but no. it'll be obviously be, be Big Ben. But I mean, I think. Uh, 
this game obviously means a lot more to both teams than than the week seventeen, the one where it was just pretty much it meant you know meant everything to Cleveland and it was nothing to Pittsburgh. Um, and like you said, Pittsburgh very well could have been playing to lose so they could play Cleveland. Um, uh, so Pittsburgh's got to be favored by like. Oh, let's go with uh, six. Three and a half. Three and a half. Gosh, I'm not even getting close here. That's all right. Three and a half makes me kind of want to take Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Only only because Cleveland's never been there before. Yeah, exactly. Like At least with the Bills, like at least they had a playoff game last yeah. year. They sniffed it at least. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy for all the Browns fans out there that, that have course. finally. Yeah. Shout out to CJ, who, who's 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 just a huge Browns fan. If you follow him on Twitter or know anything about him. Um, yeah, they've been through a lot. I mean, when was the last time they were in the playoffs? Uh, 1922. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it has to be what? I mean. 20 plus years, right? It's been a while. Yeah. I, I did they, I feel like they made the playoffs when Derek Anderson was their quarterback. Oh, they might have. You, you could be right there. Yeah. So, but even then, that's still early 2000s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, ugh, man. I'll tell you, I, we've both been vocal and kind of rode the roller coaster on Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. about we hate him, we love him, we hate him, we love him, we, we like him. He's all right. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, uh, he's been, I, I think we both thought he was going to have a good year this year. Yeah. Under yeah. The fancy. Uh, yeah. Good, not great, and sure. I think he's had a really good, not great year. I think he's done everything they've asked him to do. Is that take care of the ball, be efficient, run mm-hmm. play action? Yeah, he's doing it, great. and he's been doing have, he's been doing very well. Yeah, he's been doing fantastic. That defense has been better than than advertised, considering they have no linebacker help at all after yeah. letting Joe Schobert go. Mm-hmm. Um, if the spread was higher, I would go Cleveland. But I think Pittsburgh giving three and a half is a pretty safe bet. I think so too. Yeah, Pitt, Pittsburgh's uh, been rolling too. They they went through that kind of rough streak later in the year, but I think they've kind of God. They're they, still super predictable. That offense sucks. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it's funny. Like we're, I, I think after we get time with the playoffs here, we're going to talk a little about the coaching vacancies. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you hear like offensive coordinators from here and there and here and there. Uh, you never hear anybody from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe it's because their offense is kind of crappy. Yeah. Like, they just happen to have three really skilled receivers. One who yeah. has, you know, 150 drops this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one who doesn't get the ball nearly as much as he should, Claypool. Yeah, yeah. He, I thought it was an interesting – I mean, he, his snaps had been cut in the last four or five games, um, and, and I thought it was a kind of a weird – reasoning was that Tomlin just didn't want him to hit that rookie wall. And I was like, okay. So he's trying to predict the rookie wall and slow the game down. For, I, I didn't quite understand that one, but, but whatever. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really get it because I mean, James Washington is fine, but I think what Claypool brings to the, to that offense or any offense really is, is something that you, you know, very just a lot like Mike Evans, like uh, a guy you can throw to in the end zone, just kind of throw it up to. He's quick. He's super fast too for his size. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway. No, here. I mean, but right would you? You wouldn't be surprised though if Cleveland if Cleveland pull off an upset. I mean, just looking at Pittsburgh's losing, you know, four of their last five. Uh, I, so, so, losing to you know Cincinnati and Washington's good, but still, like being a team that had been rolling and losing to a team like Washington, um, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, I'd be surprised if Cleveland won this game just because it's. It's the first yeah. time in quite a it's while. The first yeah. time in quite a while, um, and usually when a team is jacked up on emotion like that, mm-hmm. 
they yeah. make mistakes. That's, that's true. Um, as much as I don't like Mike Tomlin, yeah, I think he he's battle tested. He's been sure. here a million times. Yeah, he's level headed. There's something to be and, said though for his t- his team being so so successful over the years. I mean, yes, he's had a a, a top ten quarterback, obviously top five sometimes, um, and a lot of weapons. But I, and he's successful as a coach. So, and the the defense keeps retooling. Sure, all yeah. the time. Um, I, I think that Cleveland lucked out in the fact that it's a rivalry game. Um, they know Pittsburgh mm-hmm. better than they know, say Buffalo. Yeah. Or they know Tennessee. That's right. Um, and I think Pittsburgh is probably the most vulnerable. That's oh, they might be the most vulnerable of the home teams yeah. in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I, I it's it's tough because I think Tennessee's right there too. Because I think Tennessee's playing with a little fool's gold too. But yeah, no, I agree. Um, let's talk about that game, Tennessee sure. and Baltimore. Yeah, um, they both finished eleven and five. Tennessee had to. Yeah. Um, Boy, oh boy, did they have to fight to, <laughs> yeah, to uh, to get to the the division title. It took a uh, last second field goal by uh, rookie kicker Sam Sloman. Good for him to get there after the Rams cut him, and he ended up in Tennessee because yeah. uh, what's his face Goskowski missed like seventeen kicks. No, it's crazy. It's cr- ah, it's weird, cr- it's yeah. He must have the yips. I mean, like his throughout his career, he's been he's been money with New England and stuff, and. And he's one of the worst worst kickers in the league. It's just it's, it's kind weird. of weird how super weird. Yeah, and it's not just him. It's no, like no, Dan, Dan Bailey. Yeah. Dan Bailey yeah. like, statistically was the most accurate kicker in NFL history, and this year he's just been it's absolutely so insane. Hot you'd you'd think it would be a little bit easier too without. I mean, I'm not a kicker. I don't know, but without fans there, it being quiet. But maybe uh, some some kickers uh, prefer the noise and stuff. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's weird. Um, the other thing I think is really. Uh, the other kicker I was thinking of is Blair Walsh. Like yeah. Blair Walsh is yeah. super, I mean, like he was a little dweeb, of sure. like, like, you know, country club kid, but uh, like all five, six, 140 pounds of him. But yeah. he, uh, I mean, he was statistically one of the best kickers in the league. And then he yeah. botched that, that kick that, you know, let Seattle go to the next round. Yeah. Then he ended up playing for Seattle, which is even weirder, but, mm-hmm. uh, but never to be heard from again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, Tennessee and Baltimore in Tennessee yeah. in Nashville. Uh, what's the line? Oh man, this is tough. I, Baltimore has been playing so well lately, like almost like they're they're hitting their stride right now. I don't know how much that affects the line, but um, I'm going to say six. Baltimore, who? Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore giving six. Baltimore's giving four and a half. They're giving four and a half. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So Baltimore's giving four and a half. Um, I think this wow. is maybe my favorite bet of the bunch. I think they're uh, yeah. I like Baltimore a lot. <laughs> they're they're peaking at the right time. J.K. Dobbins is is finally getting the touches he, looks he needs. Good, I know they, they should have been doing this all year. To be honest, uh, turns out Des Bryant's still good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's he's crazy. Getting separation, catching touchdowns. I don't know what else to say. I mean, yeah, and it's I mean, he's not. He's not wonder like what's been going on. Yeah, I mean, he's not not what he was, but he's obviously still a. Oh, a, a good receiver in the league. Um, but oh, it yeah. makes you wonder, like, what what exactly is going on? Like, what had been going on with him and the and the teams he worked out for or whatnot if he just wanted more money than teams were ready to offer him or what? That's hard to say because it's not like he signed for a lot in Baltimore, you know? Maybe it was just a fit. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I think Tennessee has got issues. Sure. 
major yeah. issues. I think um, I think they have some defensive issues, and I think they are. Um, I'm just gonna say it. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. Okay, despite, still, despite how good he was this year, still despite how good he was in the playoffs last year, he was good last year too, all year. I know. I don't know, There's man. A, I don't know what it is. I just don't yeah, trust. I, it. I mean, and he was, to be honest, he was okay the first few years in Miami as well. Mm-hmm. He really was shitty when Adam Gase. This just looking at stats. I don't remember too much about Tannehill, but but his worst statistical like uh, years were when was when Gase was was the guy there, and we all know Gase is a horrible coach and horrible for morale. I I think was. Was, was a horrible coach. Was a horrible coach. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye, Adam Gase. Um, thank God they yeah. did the right thing. Spoiler alert. <laughs> too, too, a little too late. They should have done it before they won that game, and they they have Trevor Lawrence. But I mean, I think Fields or or uh, the other Mac Wilson, whatever his name is. Um, anyway, that, I'm going Mac Jones. That's it. Mac Wilson's the linebacker. Uh, they both played for Alabama, however. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay, what was I? What was I going? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know either. Um. I think Tan no, I think Tan Hill's a good quarterback. I, I, I think and I think he, people still are sleeping on, on him um somehow, even though he's shown that he can be a successful guy. But with that said, I Baltimore has, has been playing really well. Um, Tennessee rarely has to play from behind. Yeah. They're a ball control team with Derrick Henry. They don't usually ask Tannehill to do too, too much crazy stuff. Yeah, sure. It's all it's, true. it's all predicated on on play action. That's fair. It's a lot of uh, you know short crossing routes to their quick receivers, guys like AJ Brown and Corey Davis, and then usually a big bomb that yeah. comes out of nowhere. Sure, right? Yeah, um, they're going to play from behind in this game. Sure, because the Ravens, the Ravens look unstoppable right now. I know they're, they're yeah. finally healthy. They've all they all got COVID. They all got over COVID. I know it was a mess at the beginning uh, of the year. Their defense is all over the field right now. Sure. Um, That's why I'm surprised. I'm surprised Tennessee is 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 favored by four. I know it's a home. They're game. not. Baltimore's favored by four. Baltimore's favored. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Baltimore's no, never mind. Favored by four Perfect. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that I think that's uh, to me that seems like easy money. I think um, so too. Yeah. I just don't. It, I, I think it, I think Baltimore is going to stack the box and they're going to say, "Listen, like it's it, we're going to get yeah. a lead. We're going to lean on it, and sure. and we're going to make Tannehill beat us with his arm." Yeah. And I just don't. I think if they get behind double digits, they're in massive trouble. Sure. And any time, almost in any sport, I would say in any sport, and you're a team that is is hot going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I more often than not, you're gonna be you're gonna go deeper than than another team that's that's kind of just average or not hot. I mean, it, you, that that's gonna translate to the playoffs. So, um, I think I think if I'd be nervous if I was a Tennessee fan. Yeah, I I mean, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, I was looking, there was an article about, so let's see, so before that, I'm just looking at the chiefs by it. And if we, let's say that Baltimore does advance, they, they're the lowest seed that would probably advance. We're Pittsburgh and Buffalo probably win. So, so then you're going to have Baltimore against the chiefs in that, uh, divisional divisional (laughs) round. That would, that's going to be a fun game. Pump it into my veins. Oh my God. I know. Right. (laughs) That's all I want. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Also, you know, and then looking at the NFC, if if Tampa Bay ends up being the lowest seed, it would be Tampa Bay uh, Green Bay, which also would be a kind of a fun matchup. But I think Green Bay would probably probably win that one. 
so who do you think? Do you think Green Bay is coming out of the, the NFC? Gosh. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, I think so too. They, they, they've been playing really well. And, and they're going to miss their – who would they lose, that offensive lineman? Um, uh, start with a B. I can't think of his name. Green Bay's offensive lineman. Oh, Bakyardi. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah, that's going to hurt them a lot. Of course it will. On, yeah. Depending on who they play. Because if they, if they end up playing Tampa, mm-hmm. then Jack Barrett's coming after him. Sure. And if the Rams win, they're playing – I mean, you got Aaron Donald going after him. Uh, it's probably going to be Leonard Floyd. That that's, I guess Donald, that's fair. Donald plays in the middle, but I mean, uh, still, I mean, when you lose, when you lose a lineman, when you lose such a, a great, a, a top end lineman, it's, it puts pressure on a lot of the other guys as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I, I agree. Leonard Floyd might, might be the, the guy to benefit more from that. I just think, I mean, like the thing with Aaron Donald is you can put two guys on him and he'll still get to the quarterback. I, that's very true. He's that the is best very true. He's the best player, at least on the defensive side of the ball in the league. And I don't think it's close. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. he's not very good against the run, Paul. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't remember who said that at the beginning of the year, but it was. Yeah. Someone said that. Clown. <laughs> Watch any film on the Rams and you'll see that he's in the backfield with a tackle for loss. Of course. On the back. Yeah. He's yeah. unblockable. He's mm-hmm. an absolute animal. He is. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think um, if I had to pick right now today, mm-hmm. I think Green Bay. Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, I'm in for that. I think that's actually a really exciting Super Bowl. I'm actually, it's it's funny. That would be a great Super Bowl. I was really excited excited for the Super Bowl last year because the Niners were in it, you know, and I was, you know, very excited. The Niners, the Chiefs, this is something new. Yeah. Great. And it was a great Super Bowl, um, despite Kansas City beating my Niners. It was a great comeback and it was was fantastic. I'm more excited to see what we could see this year because there's, there's no Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, and this could well, be. Yeah. There's, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, there's there's, there's no the actual Tom team. Brady. There's still yes. Tom Brady. But still Tom Brady. Say, say Tampa makes a run and Tampa gets the Super Bowl. That's a whole different storyline. It is. It is. Then it becomes can Brady do it without Belichick? Mm-hmm. I agree. And then it's like, wow, like this is actually intriguing. Like, am I am I somewhat? And I'm and I'm I'm always I'm always rooting for Gronk. Uh, I'm I'm still I'm fairly indifferent to Tom Brady. I hated him before, but now that he's gone from New England, I I'm indifferent you know, to the I guy. Just think um, I, I he's know. great. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not. It's the same with like growing up with Michael Jordan. I hated Michael Jordan. Now, now it's like okay. I appreciate Michael Jordan. Obviously, he was is the best basketball player of all time. Whatever. That's a whole other conversation. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would not be mad if Tampa Bay made it either. I, I think there's only three teams I'm. I would really want to see in the Super Bowl from the NFC, and that's the Packers. The Bucks, I'd be all right with, and and Washington would be kind of interesting to see. Although that I don't want, although I don't, yeah. I don't want Dan Snyder to, to have any success no. whatsoever. But um, you know, I'm I, I am rooting for Alex Smith, and uh, I, I like a lot of the players Washington has. You know, Chase Young's fun, and, and stuff. I just don't want I don't want New Orleans there. I don't either. I, I I'm That's actually I think almost more than Seattle. That might be the team I don't yeah. want there. I'm just I'm not you know super excited about the Rams in general, but I don't think they won't make they won't make it anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, even I, if they did, they'd get beat because sure. McVeigh will get out coached by whoever gets there. No, that that's right. Yeah, exactly. um, but there, there's a bunch of teams in the in the AFC that that I would be excited about. I, I would be I would be all right seeing Baltimore in there again. Um, it would be it would be a cool story to see Cleveland in there, and then obviously okay. obviously Buffalo would be fantastic. So I'm really I'm hoping for Buffalo as well. I mean, part of me almost hopes the Colts can make a run too. Sure, because honestly, like it's why not? You know, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could do without Tennessee. 
Yeah. And I could do without Pittsburgh. Yeah, I could do without either one, but um, how fun would Derrick Henry in the Super Bowl be, right? <laughs> Very fun, but then like you know, you run the risk of Mike Vrabel not locking anything down and they all get COVID before. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, That's uh, very fair. Doesn't make a real normal guy. So let's talk about the, the coaching carousel here. Sure. We had uh, we had a bunch of guys get fired. Yeah. I'm just curious if you have any thoughts. I mean, besides Adam Gase being a, an absolute waste of oxygen. Um, uh, yeah, who, about any of the see. candidates or any good fits or any of that. So like right now we got the Chargers or without yeah. a head coach. They fired Anthony Lynn today. Yeah. The Jets fired Gase, so they need a head coach. Uh, the Jags fired Doug Marone. They need yeah. a head coach. The Falcons are still without a head coach because Raheem Morris was on an interim basis. Yeah. Um, the Lions got rid of Patricia. So yep, they're, they're in. a coach. And the Texans still haven't hired a coach after they got sure. rid of Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And so yeah. a bunch of openings. A bunch of openings. Yeah. I mean, I. So, oh, I'm sorry. Cheaper. I was, was going to say there's a, there's a handful of candidates that have been floated around. Like the, yeah. the, hot, the hot candidates as there are every year. Are any of them sure. on your radar? Or do you want me to talk um, about them? I don't know as much as you. I'll say like I've been I I've been kind of looking at the Chargers because I've turned into a bit of a Chargers fan as as I think oh, maybe yeah. you have as well just because of Herbert and I like yeah. the team. The team in general is is they have a lot of talent. I'd say they um they'd probably be one of the top destinations for a for a coach along with like Jacksonville. Talking about like uh uh talent and cap space and and uh draft picks and such. Um but I saw that they there's two guys they've already asked to um, interview. One is Jason Garrett, which is just a big bummer. That was the first one I saw today. It's like, really, guys, Jason Garrett, come on, what are you doing? Um, and the other guy, I'm sure you could tell me a bit more about him, but it's the it's Buffalo's uh, coordinator, offensive coordinator, um, who's who's obviously done a lot with Josh Josh Allen, um, Brian Dabble. Yeah, Brian Dabble. So that one would be would be uh, is my guess. I don't again. I don't know too much about the guy, but but I, I feel like out of those two, at least, yeah, run away from Jason Garrett and go for, <laughs> and go for Brian Dabble. But um, yeah, there's other names out there. Obviously, uh, Biennemi from Kansas City is a hot name, and he'll he'll find a place um, somewhere. Yeah, they um, also uh, are interviewing. There's a third name. They're interviewing the defensive coordinator. I forget the guy's name now. Um, but the defensive coordinator from Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, and the, the word is that they want to, that the, the Chargers want to interview 10 to 12 candidates. Okay. Matt so they Eberflus. Want to, they, they want to talk to everybody. Sure. <laughs> so That's fine. That's um, fine. That, so, that's, that's good. Get, get as many names out there as possible. But just why Brian Jason Gabble, I think, is a really interesting <laughs> name. Mm-hmm. You brought him up. It's, it's, he's a, uh, he was an assistant under Belichick, which generally doesn't work out. But he was sure. also an assistant. Um, we worked out for Flores so far, it seems. Worked out for Flores so far, yeah. But that's about uh, it. <laughs> so he he came to Buffalo a couple of years ago after being on Nick Saban's staff at Alabama. Mm-hmm. So he's learned from arguably the greatest pro coach in Belichick yeah. and arguably the greatest college coach in Nick Saban. Yeah. So he's got, I mean, he's that's a hell of a, a, hell of a uh, coaching tree. He's yeah. Under. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if you can really say he's the reason that Josh Allen has turned into Josh Allen. I think that's sure. That's sure. Josh Allen's talent. No, that's 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 true. But I mean, uh, it says something that some coaches will. Uh, it seems will kind of ruin quarterbacks, and some will some uh, quarterbacks do well under you know. Certainly. But yes, he, uh, you're right. He's innovative. He's innovative. If you watch Buffalo, they do a lot of things you don't normally see out of Buffalo. Yes. Uh, lots of movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it 
it's a it, it's an int- interesting comparison quarterback wise with Herbert, who's also a big, uh, a big quarterback who is mobile. Um, I mean, they're similar a bit. I, I think Herbert is is more accurate, or at least coming out of college, was deemed more accurate with you know, um, with uh, whatever teams and stuff. But um, it's an interesting comparison of quarterbacks. So uh, you know, kind of makes sense in that sense. No, I agree. I think I think Brian Dabble is a really good fit in Los Angeles with the Chargers with Justin Herbert. I think mm-hmm. the enemy is a good fit. Um, I don't know how much of Andy Reid's offense you can credit the enemy with, but he's he's been the hot name who hasn't seemed to get interviews. Yeah, yeah. And I think we can both you know point exactly to why that is, and it's the you know elephant in the room. He's a black guy. Yeah. Black guys don't get hired mm-hmm. generally. In the I, NFL. Yeah, and clearly because he hasn't been hired already, and he's been there for such a long time. I, think, I mean, this will be the year. I think. Oh, um, it definitely my, will. There's so many open spots. You, I mean, if yeah. if it's not the year, I don't know what the heck is wrong with the. I mean, my I do know what's wrong with the NFL, but my only concern with the enemy is he has, he's never been the head coach. Sure. So I just wonder how well that he makes that transition. What kind yeah. of staff he builds under him? Uh, Raheem Morris, who was coaching Atlanta there as, on an interim basis, he yeah. was. Um, where was he before? Tampa, I think. Yeah. He was the head coach in Tampa for a while, right? Sure. I, I think, think so. Um, I, doesn't really do much for me. Yeah. Um, uh, Tennessee's offensive coordinator has been getting buzz. Arthur Smith. Yeah. Uh, very young. I think he's in his 30s. Sure. But again, I don't I don't know a lot about him. Yeah. Um, Robert Saleh. Okay. He's the defensive coordinator for my Niners. Has been getting yeah. a lot of buzz, especially okay. in Detroit. Yeah. I think Detroit mm. should uh, tread lightly with a defensive-minded coach. Uh, I know, right? That's what they seem to be doing all that, the time. Well, I feel like Detroit's Detroit's in a in a bit of a transition here because I I strongly believe that Matt Stafford's gone. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you're going to have to navigate a a team with a disgruntled star in Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be there? Sure, and, and what, a massive question mark at quarterback. Yeah, what what pick do they have next next season? Nine, maybe they have nine. Okay, Evans? so there's there's there's, there. there's there's. I mean, if they wanted to, they they. I mean, they have a lot of holes, but if they they wanted to. There's a good three to five. Uh, it's a strong quarterback class, so now's the year Absolutely. if they if they needed to grab one. I mean, yes. Very much so. Um, the Lions have just made bad moves, I yeah. think, and it's going to be sure. hard for a coach to be successful. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Well, if they can, they can um, kind of smooth over any issues they have with Galladay. I mean, he's obviously a super talented receiver, and and then and build around him and Swift on the offense at least. Um, there's there's some pieces there. It's not a super exciting situation, I wouldn't imagine, but. Um, mm-hmm. If they can get the right coach, they could be decent at some point. God, it's been so long since Detroit's been anything, really, if ever. I mean, when was the last time they were good? Just like Cleveland. Boy. I, I, uh, I mean, like, I'm really struggling. I mean, to... been, they were decent for a while. That's like, true. I mean, they've always been. been a playoff team. Yeah. For a while. I guess. Yeah. With Stafford. Stafford's never really had a. No, but they've never been, like, great. And they've, right? I mean, I don't no. know. But they've they've hovered around that nine win mark a couple times. <laughs> is that something to be proud of? Well, it's better than five hundred. It's better than the Washington football team this year, who is the number four seed. That's true. That's very true. Um, some other names that are gaining traction: Byron Leftwich, 
who oh, yeah. we, remember, we remember as the quarterback yeah. of the Jacksonville Jags. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he he was an assistant under Arians in Arizona. Now he's the offensive coordinator under Arians in yeah. Tampa. Uh, Greg Roman, who never gets hired somehow, but he was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco when they had Kaepernick. He's the offensive coordinator in Baltimore now. Um, he, he's from that Stanford tree. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he knows how to work with mobile quarterbacks. He's sure. shown it time and time again. Yeah. Um, there's always gonna be a buzz about Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think he's better suited to be a, a pro coach than a probably a college coach. Yeah. Uh, that would be an interesting fit in Detroit, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like right. University of Michigan head coach and put him in Detroit. <laughs> Ooh, sure. Boy. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of buzz on social media about Marvin Lewis. Coming back, yeah, I've seen some of that as well. Um, eh, I mean, I don't know if I hate it. He's 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 <laughs> been successful. I mean, you know, Cincinnati yeah. it was they just never won a playoff game. I think they won maybe one, right? It seems like he never had control over the team. That's fair. Seems um, like it was a bunch of uh, hotheads getting personal foul penalties. That's on very true. Yeah, I mean, and that's an issue. But I mean, at least it's a. I mean, at least he got his teams to win, but they're maybe they were just so talented that that it over it overrode any issues during the regular season like that. And then you know, anytime the playoffs came, it like that type of stuff just that's just gonna sink you right away. No, I know, yeah. But I mean, uh, but I mean, he's better than Adam Gase, so it's not so, saying much. So that being said, do you have a candidate that you really want to see end up somewhere? Uh, I I haven't really thought of it like that. I I will say. There, someone on Twitter, uh, uh, Rich Rebar, I think his name is. I don't really know how to pronounce it, but that's that's my guess. He's Lord Reeves. He does. He just does a lot of fancy football stuff. But he posted this interesting stat about Dable that I, Dable, yeah, that I just found uh, earlier today, which kind of made w- was intriguing to me. So Herbert this year, uh, uh, I have no idea if it's Dable or Dabble. To be honest with you, I have no idea. Well, it doesn't matter. We know who he is now. So. <laughs> So, so just 35% of Herbert's pass attempts came on first downs as a rookie, which is 39th amount among all quarterbacks with 100-plus drawbacks. And uh, Josh Allen under Dable was first at 48.8%. I think, I think if you have a more uh, aggressive um, offensive scheme like somebody with, with Dable would, would probably bring into a team like the Chargers, I think that the offense there would be incredible. Um, I mean, if if you're if you're passing on first down with Herbert Moore and you're and you're you're really you're 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 putting the ball more in his hands, I think, I mean, he showed that he's pretty good quarterback. That that's that's pretty that would be a good thing, in my opinion. Um, I so that I, seems like a one hundred percent perfect. Wrong. That seems like a perfect fit to me. Just just looking at that stat, not knowing much about anything else that Dable does or whatnot, other than the fact that um, the offense in in Buffalo has been excellent and. Uh, and like I said earlier, Herbert and, and Allen have some similarities, and uh, there's no reason to think that Herbert couldn't could be even better than he was this year. Um, so yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I think the uh, the idea behind the passing on first down is if you have a high percentage pass mm-hmm. on first down, then in theory you have a second and short. And if you can run the ball mm-hmm. on a second yeah. and short, and your running back picks up a first down. No matter how short the yardage, whether it's you know second and two or second and four or whatever it is, they get a first down. They're energized. Yeah, yeah. they move the chains. Like they're the one that did that. So then they're invested and they're going. And it's the opposite idea of of picking up a, a chunk of yardage on first down on the ground. 
Yeah. And then having a shorter pass play yep. for second and third down. It's the, it's like, it's the inverse of that. And that I, I think it's brilliant. It's, it's new. It's 21st century football. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I think it's more exciting. I think that we are at a point in, we're, a, we're at a point in the NFL where the young quarterbacks who are becoming the face of the league, guys like Pat Mahomes, uh, to a certain extent, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. but Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, the more these guys have the ball in their hand and are making plays, yeah, the the, the more eyes are on the, the entire product. Sure, yeah. Um, so I think that, that it, it makes a lot of sense. I I like that fit a lot in Los Angeles yeah. with the Chargers. I think that a lot of Charger fans are pining for the enemy. Sure. And that, um, that, that mainly, mainly, I think a big part of it is because he's coming from a, a division rival. Sure, a rival, and he and, would know what Kansas City's doing, and that whole thing. That generally doesn't work and, out. And he's well. kind of a hot name too. That, yeah, I guess you're right. But he's he is a name that's been kind of ba- uh, bandied about for a bit. Bien-Ami. I think the key the key for the Chargers, and this isn't to say that Bianami is not the right guy for the job, but I think is don't get caught up in the hype. If you're you know Tom Telesco and the Chargers, and you're Find the guy who's going to fit that roster because what mm-hmm. you need to do is build a culture around Justin Herbert. Yeah, he's your he's your future. You yeah. have the 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 pieces are there on defense, the young pieces. If yeah. you can keep them mm-hmm. healthy, if you can keep Bosa and Kenneth Murray and Derwin James healthy, mm-hmm. um, the, the pieces are there for that defense to get better. Maybe it does make sense to bring in a guy who can cultivate that defense because Herbert sure looks like he could do quite a bit this year with no sustainable offense. He mm-hmm. did it all by himself. Yeah, he did. Um. So it becomes a, an argument of do you want to try to outscore teams like a Kansas City or do you want to have a well-rounded team yeah. that can stop people if your offense gets stalled? Sure. Yeah. yeah who knows? Um, the Jags, I think, is a really interesting job. I think so, too. Because of the draft picks. Two first-rounders, a bunch of draft picks. Um, a, two bunch first of, seconds. A, a bunch of space, uh, cap space as well, if, if used properly. One million? Yeah, I think the most the most in the league. I mean, the, the only big bummer is, uh, what's his name, the uh, owner... Um, has said mm-hmm. that he's probably going to keep control of the roster construction this yeah, coming year. On. Yes, yeah. which is, I mean, why not hire? A, why not find a a GM who you can trust and, and hand it over to him? Well, he's an idiot. Because because that's got to be he is an idiot. And that, I mean, and this has to be the, the a top job for any young GM or any any GM looking to make a splash in the league and who's ready to do business. Um, like why not? Why not get that? Because this this that has to be the spot that any GM would want to go because they have so much flexibility. Um, Certainly, and obviously, and and I I'd have to imagine when a a, a potential candidate sees uh, the owner talking about keeping the um, the the reins and keeping all the 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 moves in his own pocket that that it might be not be a job that they'd want to go to as much. But I don't know. I don't it's know. kind of I a like, bummer. I like Leftwich there. Yeah. Sure. I just I, I see, when I think Byron Leftwich, I think Jacksonville. Sure. I just think it makes sense to have a homecoming. Um makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. Um the Jets job is not at all um a job I would want. I mean, obviously if I was <laughs> you take any job, there's only, you know, a handful of these jobs. Mm-hmm. So obviously yeah. the job is a job uh and a head coaching level, but like boy, the Jets just doesn't look like it's a real Yeah attractive position i not guess not really i mean there's not a lot there i mean obviously they don't have uh i don't they, they have their what they only have one first i believe 
Um, but they have their picks. They have some cap space, I believe. I mean, and they're going to get Mims get, looks better than I thought he would. Mims looks look pretty good, and I think if you get, you know, at, at, I mean, I would pick Fields there, select Fields at the second pick. Um, uh, who's who's also just a, a great quarterback. I mean, he, he well, could somehow thing, sneak into the best the best quarterback in the draft type type. Thing. The other piece there is you have a lot of cap space. Yeah, exactly. On the Jets, so if you if you were to get, let Darnold go. And you use some of that cap space, and you grab a Matt Stafford, or you grab a uh, who else could even be out there? Maybe you make a trade for Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and then you take Sewell, Penny Sewell, at the second pick. Well, now you got your you got your like your franchise left tackle, yeah. Because you got um, you got Ferguson. Is it Ferguson on the other side? Who's the guy they just drafted? I don't know. Uh, 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 Becton. 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 Yeah, Ferguson was like ten years ago. Jesus, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's about the same size as him. That's the reason I said it. Yeah. Uh, Becton on the right side where he's used to playing. Well, now you got your tackle set. Yeah. So maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. I, um, God, the Jets are just a dumpster fire of a team. They are. They are. But the funny thing is, like, think about it. We, we were saying the same thing about Miami. That's true. If they can a make year and a half ago. Fire and, yeah. And, they, they and they off, people, people are saying they're the worst team in the history of the league last year when they mm-hmm. started like going six and whatever had the massive losing margin. And all of a sudden they were just a, a, a game away from the playoffs this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They look a lot better. They drafted pretty well. And I think this coming draft, they'll probably, uh, they'll probably focus on the offensive, the offensive uh, part of the field. You'd have to hope at least. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. Our buddy Brandon could speak more to it because he's a big Dolphins fan, but it sure seems like they need maybe like one more interior lineman and maybe a running back. Sure. Yeah, Gaskin looked good, though. I don't know. But he did. He got banged up all year. He got banged up all year. And then their backup looked pretty good. They got other guy from Washington. Ahmed. Yeah, yeah. he looked all right. Yeah. Um, they, they, they I, would, I, I think they good. would need they, – they probably would need some receiver help. I mean, Parker looks great, but after that, they don't have anything. I think they dropped the ball a ton, too. Yeah, I don't know how many times Jakeem, I, I would hear about Jakeem Graham dropping a pass. So I don't know. I, I I think the line for Miami, I don't know how we got off into this, but uh, <laughs> the line for Miami <laughs> is probably number one, protect your quarterback. Yeah. I, I would hope they wouldn't draft another quarterback. That'd be kind of strange. But because um, especially since two, I mean, two, didn't look great, but he didn't look horrible. There's there's been there's been worse yeah, rookie, rookie year. No, he had a couple couple games over. All right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, give the guy he, a break. He had no off season. He was, you know, he was hurt all he looked, year. He looked lost at sure. ten. Yeah, and I don't think it's a real complex offense, and that's that's what worries me a little bit. Fair, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I you don't you don't invest that much draft capital and then move on from a guy the first year. Sure, not even you, you yeah. just don't do it. Uh, if it means was, them wasn't as bad as Josh them, Rosen, so no god. If it means them, uh, you know, hanging on to the Fitzpatrick, hang on to Fitzpatrick. Sure. Yeah. Do what you got to do. He's probably the, one of the best backups in the league. And he might be the best. He might be. It's funny. Like this time last year, we were talking about Nick Mullins being the best. Boy, that changed quick. Yeah, he's not good. Oh, boy, he's bad. Uh, let's really quickly, while we have a few minutes left, let's talk about the Blazers. Sure. Um, Jekyll and Hyde, man. This team is. It seems like it. It feels uh, like we're like 30 games in and it's only six. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. It's the first game of the year. They get blown out. And then they come back and they win convincingly. Yeah. And then they play the Lakers. Yeah. And a spirited win. 
Yeah. Last Monday. Really we were good. Yeah. And then they get their, their, you know, food fed right to them by the Clippers. Yeah. They got, yeah, they got destroyed. I, I think that was after the Clippers lost by a, by a lot yeah. too. Yeah. And so then they come out and they, they just, just smack Golden State in the mouth. Yeah. And then Golden State comes out and beats the living hell out of us. I know. Curry did at least. Right. The whole the whole team did. The whole team did. I actually yeah. watched the game. The, I didn't, the, so people I make a big deal like, well, if Curry didn't score a sixty-two, they you know, take that sixty-two off the board and blah blah. Yeah, blah. We can't do if that. he doesn't score sixty-two, then that sixty-two gets divvied up around someone else. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, right? so, like, he played so well. That, I'm not taking away from Golden State, but but anytime anyone's uh scores sixty-two, I mean that you're you're probably just gonna win the game, most likely, unless you're no, but it yeah. wasn't yeah. I mean it wasn't just Curry that beat us. It was it was Wiggins going around, whoever was defending him. Sure. Um it was Eric Paschel off the bench. Yeah. And that's the State. that's the frustrating thing about us. that's the frustrating frustrating thing about Portland right now is that I mean you, you watch the defense against the Lakers and it looked pretty good. And even the defense against yeah. the Houston was pretty solid. And then and then you have these huge lapses and it's so frustrating because we obviously spent all this time this all the all, all these um transactions we made in the off season were to fix the defense along with getting players that could score the ball um you know you know g- players that are a little more well-rounded than Harkless Aminu and such but still mm-hmm. as good of a defenders and it and it hasn't been quite like that which has been frustrating and i again it's only been six games we had a very short off season we have a we have a lot of turnover on the team, you know, um, so we can't can't throw in the towel or get too frustrated yet. I have to keep telling myself that, but it is a little frustrating. We're not quite there yet. Yeah, I, just, I mean, it's a it's it's a short season, but it's a long season, mm-hmm. and it's gonna take time. But there's a lot of things that not to like, and I try not to harp on the the negative too much with it. But oh boy, does uh, Nurkic looks broken? Yeah. And yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't on know how there, to fix him. I know. And I don't know how long it takes to get him in the game shape. Yeah. They keep saying he's not in game shape. I think that's a bunch of horse I don't know shit. what happened because he looked fine at the uh, during the bubble. Just fine in the he bubble. Looked great. He looked just I don't know fine in the first two games of the year. I don't know if he's not engaged for some reason or if there's something going on in his life. I you know, I, I can't judge upon that, but I mean something's not right with him. Um, I don't know. I just don't. If, you, if you're counting on NS Cantor to, to drop 20 and 10 not. every night, then you're going to be a losing team. No. Like like we've said in the past, and like I've said, Cantor is a situational center who who can do some really good things some games, like score Absolutely. the ball around the hoop, um, and then can kind of – if he can he can play like crap next game, and, and you, you, only, you can only play him like six to eight minutes, and that's the max. Yeah. And that's why that's why I don't, we have Harry Giles. Bring Harry Giles in when that happens because – we all saw him in the preseason, and we we've seen him with Sacramento in the past. Like what he's done, like like give that guy some minutes. Why not? You have the depth. He's, I don't know, I don't know. What That's been doing. frustrating to me a little um, bit. Like like he looks so good. Like why? I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I I'm not gonna jump on the fire stots bandwagon. I'm not either, and I've never been on that bandwagon. But again, like we have talked the last few uh, weeks on the podcast, like. And this is, I think this is a realist view, not a jump to conclusions or not a like a uh, uh, reactionary thing is, is that if, if the defense continues to be this bad and, and the team continues to be a 500 team, then he's probably gone after this year, yep. which is too bad. I like Stotts a lot, but well, and honestly, deservingly so I, I agree. 
probably deservedly so. And and we've said for years, Dame needs help. Dame needs help. Dame yeah. needs help. Well, CJ's having the best year of his career. Yeah, yeah. You got the defensive wing stopper that you've been coveting in yeah. Robert Covington, who who you know, as I whisper this in the mic, he hasn't been as good as Derek Jones. Jr. No, he's not. Derek Jones looks good, huh? Um, he looks really good at times. <laughs> He's well, some holes in this game. Of course, yeah. holes. I mean, yeah. you know what we thought he would be. I think he got kind of ripped apart. Like some yeah. people are like Derek Jones, were giving him that money, but I think I think he's he's exciting. But yes, he has holes in his game. He, he's he's especially, small. He's really especially thin. Especially because Rodney Hood looks horrible. Rodney Hood looks slow, which is too bad. I love Rodney Hood, he, but he, he just looks, looks like he doesn't have it, mm-hmm. and maybe he'll get it back. Um, but then there's Zach Collins news about having a another ankle surgery. I forget exactly the way they worded it, but it, it, it sure sounded very horrible. rare. It sounded like it sounded like like the, uh, <laughs> someone put it like um, there is not enough information on this type of injury to even say whether or not um, he could come back and be normal again. How? Uh, because it's so such a rare thing, but they think it's he's probably would come back and be fine. It's, I read that somewhere. Happen? Like I don't, I don't know a moment where he t- ruled his ankle. I he don't just, know. Like, man. All of a sudden, was like out of the game it's in the bubble, and then it was like stress fracture, stress reaction. I'm bummed. I don't know. I'm bummed for I, him, and and he, I mean to be honest, it is kind of he, he would help the def- the 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 bench out a lot. Um, he would, but he's not going to play this year. He's not going to play. He's probably done for the year. I, uh, I'm speculating, but but it's going to be honest, a while. To be honest with you, I'd I'd be very surprised if he played basketball for the Blazers again. He very well might not. You know. I think his career is over. Yeah. Um, which is which is sad, horribly sad. But looking at from a, from a team standpoint, it actually solves a little bit of a part of the puzzle for us because now we don't have to worry about extending him. Now we can concentrate on giving that money to a guy who may deserve the money like Gary Trent. Yeah. Um, I'm all for just going for it with Gary Trent. I me too. mean, me I mean why not? I know we would have a guard problem, but I, I think it's worth it. We already have a guard problem. I know. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? There's a, yeah, you who know, cares? I think you, you can't make the mistake. I mean, it's a little different situation, but you can't make like the Jermaine O'Neal mistake where, uh, you kind of no. it's it again. It's different because we're actually playing Gary Trent minutes, but like with Jermaine O'Neal, it was like three years, four years of him just sitting on the bench playing, you know, eight minutes a game, and then getting rid of him and him, you know, turning into an all star. Right. <clears throat> and I, maybe Gary Trent will be an all star one day. I don't know, but I don't think we can make that mistake again. You have to lock him up. Do what you can. Absolutely. Because um, yeah, because then that gives you. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, he's good. He's going to be good. He's <laughs> young too, man. He's good. I think. Uh, and we always really... sorry, just sorry. We always no, talk about like we always talk about uh, um, Olshay, you know, falling in love with his picks. You know, Collins and Simons and and Little and whatnot. Those are all first rounders. But you have to imagine him and you know winning with like a mid second round pick like this. Like I, I, I'd have to be. I'd have to think he's he's probably most proud about about a guy like Gary Trent and and. And in his kind of egotistical ish mind, like, like, uh, like wanting to keep him around. I don't think it's up to us at this point. I think it's a matter of if Gary Trent wants to stay here. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, he, he might already he might... Said he's not signing. He already signed. He said he wasn't going to sign the qualifier sure. offer. He was going to bet on himself. He wanted to be unrestricted. I don't think he wants to be here. I think he wants to get, I think he wants to get a massive contract and play yeah. minutes. So if, 
And okay. I don't blame the kid. No, that's I mean, true. To be honest. So if that's the case, and, and, and you're Olshay, then, I mean, you got to trade him mid-season, right? You got to get something for him. I, mean, I, think if, we, I think we need to keep a, a real close eye on our record. Yeah. Yeah, this month. that's true. Yep. Because if things start going a little sideways, or if we are hovering around 500 the way we're doing right now, I think heads are going to start rolling. Sure. And what about, and, I mean, and also what about CJ? Like if you'd have to imagine at this point, his trade value is probably the highest it's ever been. Cause he's been playing so well. He looks really good. Who do you trade him for? Again. I, I know you're right. Though. You're right. I don't know. I have no that's, idea. That's the issue though. Is no, like if I know you, if, if you, if you're making a lateral, obviously, move, obviously, if, it, obviously if you're looking to go for Harden, if, if Harden's still in play, the only way CJ gets moved is if it's in a package to get a superstar to mm-hmm. play alongside Dame. Because if if you're packaging CJ for a lateral move at best, someone like say Tobias Harris, yeah, I don't want to do that. Well, then you're you're not getting any better. Now that the right. one guy, yeah. the, the guy I would say that I would be very excited to move CJ for would be Ben Simmons. Yeah, I was thinking Ben Simmons as well, um, because Ben Simmons can do so much on the defensive end of the ball as well. Yeah, uh, and he's a big body and a big defender. Yeah, and a great, great defender, very good defender. He would, he would solve a lot of problems, but you know, and he's hitting a three or two this year. So here's the grand scheme of things: is is that there are teams that we match up with really, really well, mm-hmm. like the Lakers. We match up really well with the Lakers um, because Covington has proven to be able to to stall Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Derek Jones Jr. was in LeBron's pocket the entire game. Yeah, giving him fits, um, and Dame always plays well against the Lakers. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are teams that we absolutely do not match up well against, and that's the Clippers, where yeah. you have two very versatile wings in Kawhi mm-hmm. and Paul George, who, in theory, can be in mismatches mm-hmm. whenever they want. Yeah, um, I will say, I think I think you're going to see Covington get better as the year goes on. I agree. I, I'm not disappointed. Honestly, yeah. I didn't think he was going to come in and be this like Kawhi Leonard type player. Of course not. Um, but I will say that like there's, he, he's had mental lapses that I didn't expect. Yeah. Um. And it's maybe that's the way that, that things are being officiated. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But, yeah. um. We're we're just we're in a we're in a short window here this mm-hmm. week. I think to write the ship or start strongly talking about what we need to do. Yeah. Um, tomorrow night we play at, uh, at home, thankfully yeah. back home in a comfortable I mean, spot just, yeah, against the bulls. If the, if the bulls beat us, that's rough, dude. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah I don't think it's going to, I think we're, we're we'll I, mop the floor. I think we'll mop the floor at the bulls and we play Minnesota and we should on Thursday, we should do the same with them. Well, Minnesota is the kind of team that can give us fits though. Cause Minnesota can, can score. Yeah, it's the teams that can score a lot of points quickly are the teams that can give us issues, and that's where Golden State beat us. That's where the Clippers beat us. Yeah. Uh, Utah in that game because Utah was Utah bullied us. I mean, that was that was. I guess, that but was, we've, that was we've, had, we've had a lot of success. We've had a lot of success against Houston and just over the years, and that's a team that can score a lot of points. I don't know. Do you think that's really what it is? I don't know what yeah. it is exactly. No, I okay. I do. I think it's teams with, with versatile scores, I should say. Versatile um, scores, yeah. Versatile scores. And 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 Minnesota has that. Minnesota has Cat. Minnesota has uh, a, a guy who they picked number 1 overall, Anthony Edwards, who all he does is score. Yeah. yeah. Um Is he playing off they, the bench? 
They're not yeah. good though. That's the only problem is they're just. No, they're they're just not. But I know you're right. You know you're right. I mean, scoring teams give us problems, but they're a just a bunch of points. I mean, like that's when we play Sacramento. It's going to be an issue because Sacramento at any time can go just crazy scoring the ball. Yeah. You know, like it's is just, still those, hurt those or is he playing? Like, yeah, I have no idea. I don't okay. follow the Timberwolves. I right. I'm just <laughs> fair. No, no one fair. gives a crap about Minnesota. I'm just, you know, go with what I say. I, hey, I won money tonight because Golden State just mopped the floor with Sacramento. Yeah. Speak of the devil. They're uh, up 137 to 103. Cat hasn't played since uh, the 26th. Not, I don't know when he's coming back. I was just looking. Anyway, I'm what sure was it'll that? be a Portland game. Yeah, maybe. It'll be the I Portland game where he I'm comes back sure and what... has a 40 burger on us. Yeah, I feel um, bad for the guy. He's had a rough. He's had a rough time the last year, yeah, man. Well, he's had he's had more loss than most of us have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I I've been critical about Cat for years, and uh, this is not something to be critical about. No, so. of course not. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to bring that one up. <laughs> no, <laughs> Go Blazers, man! Yeah, Rip City, baby. Rip City. Uh, I watched so, the Chicago game. Yeah. <laughs> you should watch. I think that might be what's missing is that you're not watching the games. I don't know if that's the case. I've watched a lot of losses. God, Sacramento got destroyed by Golden State. Yeah, I just told you. I just told you. Did Golden you say? State. I didn't. I didn't hear you yeah. say that. I'm sorry. Just mop the floor with them. Yeah. Just, wow. Just I just them. saw the final score there. They finally had a good game out of Ubre. Took him all year. Uh, yeah, he'll be all right. He's not going to be anything special, but yeah, he's not shooting the ball well. No, Shout out to the stubborn lovers for letting us use their music uh, for the intro outro. You can find us on Twitter uh, at Volcom Pancake. That's me at CW McGrath. That's Casey at Losers Gracious. That's the podcast. Uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, Anchor, uh, a whole bunch of other ones. If you give us a five star review on Google, it helps people across the world find us. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Go Bills. <laughs>